0: Hey great people. Bonjour, ça va. Yes. Sawadika. <laughs> Hi everybody. What's going on? It's Phenomenal Everywhere the Podcast with your host, Lacey C. Clark. I am the writer and performer of the hit One Woman Theater Show. Phenomenal Everywhere. And welcome to the podcast. How are you? I hope that you are having an amazing Black History Month. I always have an interesting, interesting uh, perspective on Black History Month. Although I understand um, the need for it, I have some feelings that are coming up. So in this podcast, we are focusing on Black history and some of my... uh, conversations I've been having and things that I've been observing about Black History and Black History Month. And um, yeah, so welcome. Come on in. Come on in. Tell a friend. Share this with your friends. And I do want to hear back from you. Uh, We've been rocking and rolling with episodes thus far. I think we're at episode 17. And this is the episode where I ask How are you feeling about the podcast so far? It was brand new, launched it, just wanted to get the ball rolling and see how we're doing. And I wanted to see what you're thinking. Are you finding value in this program? Do you feel like you're getting some insight? Do you feel like um, it's important for us to hear and talk about the things that are being presented in front of the audiences for this podcast? If so, I want to hear back from you. I am on Facebook have uh, this Facebook group called Phenomenal Everywhere. I'm on Facebook, Phenomenal Everywhere Facebook group. And I'm also Insta- Instagram at phenomenal underscore everywhere. So I want to hear from you. How are you finding the podcast so far? Do you find it valuable? Let me know. Any ideas about how to make it better, how to serve you better, how to offer more content that you may be of interest in? Um, so no, I definitely want to know. So I'm open to your feedback. Again, I am Lacey C. Clark, the host of the Phenomenal Everywhere podcast. Okay, so let's get into the topic. The topic's all about black history. Black history. So, so cool because the other day I was talking to my dad. And um, for those of you who don't know, February is Black History Month. It started out in the United States um, as Black History Week. And <clears throat> was founded by Carter G. Woodson. And so the intention was to highlight the the positive attributes of black people, African Americans in the United States, um, because again, all of history that you know we studied if you you know you go to school in the United States talks about white folks being victorious in shining John Wayne and you know George Washington and all these American heroes that do did all this great stuff and basically when you listen to history and history class there is no acknowledgement at all of anybody else specifically black people no acknowledgement of anyone else who who have contributed to the quote-unquote greatness of America and so Cargill Woodson uh created Black History Week um and then it was expanded to Black History Month and the intention was to basically highlight the history and uh, uplift the history of the contributions of black folks in America. And so since it has started, Black History Month is now global. So all of the, in a sense, Western... um western countries so you got like uk or um um, you know canada and new zealand and in places that are primarily kind of white western countries have taken on black history month specifically the black people in that country have taken on black history month now black history month wouldn't make sense for a place that's kind of all black right Um, so like if you're in Ghana, if you're in Senegal, or if you're on the continent, um, you know, even though you're all black or for the most part, all black in the atmosphere and lots of times they definitely have European education, you know, a lot of the country's heroes, a lot of the country's, um, people who founding fathers and mothers and, and, and people of note are usually shared with, within the community, and um people are also absorbing their culture on a daily basis but the different thing or unique thing about the african-american experience was that we didn't have an outlet to um to celebrate and honor black achievement in the united states and so now, like I said, you see all other black countries or countries with black people in them embracing this February month as a way to highlight achievements. OK, and so, again, started by Carter G. Woodson um, back in the day. So for those of you who do not know, and so now it's a global experience. Um, and so here's the thing that's interesting. You know, I've, I've watched online and I see people talk about you know, oh, we don't need Black History Month, we should have Black History Year, and, you know, Black History Month is, you know, people, some people who don't know the history basically say Black History Month is racist, and, um, you know, what if it was a White History Month? So the thing about those kind of statements about it being a White History Month is that all the history that was ever taught in the United States to all children was all white people, and that was also very strategic. Um, it was very, very st- st- strategic. <laughs> and so, um, the whole idea of calling it racist is asinine. Just like saying, not understanding why HBCUs are, ex- uh, part of the American experience, um, historically black universities are part of the American experience because black people could not go to white universities. And in fact, everything was segregated. And so there was the white experience and then there was the black experience. If you don't know, there were experiences where, um, white, uh, white only fountains and white only waiting areas and colored folk waiting areas and white entrance and black entrance. Black people had to go to the back of the door behind the restaurant, behind the movie theater, you know, to kind of enter in because they were were not allowed to be in the same area or in the spaces as whites. And so this history, um, and this past is very fresh. My father experienced this. Uh, my father's in his uh, early 70s. And so he actually firsthand witnessed the idea of the colored fountain, the colored uh, fountain, the whites only fountain. And of course, it wasn't equal. So when you would experience this experience of white only or black only, um, the the black experience was to keep people out of the white experience. And so far, it had a lot less appeal. The water fountain would be dirty or the white colored uh colored waiting room would be dirty or not as upkept or refurbished or remodeled um, the whites only experiences was the experience that you really wanted to be into and so all of these experiences um all these experiences were part of American history and so when you hear something that's specifically for blacks initially it started as people being ostracized and not afforded the opportunity to actually kind of co-mingle or uh, segregate with whites. Um, uh, I'm sorry, desegregate with whites. They were actually segregated from whites from a strategic perspective, like we don't really want to mix with you. And of course, there's a lot of violence and and brutality and all of the civil rights movement. When you saw Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, fighting for civil rights, it was kind of like, okay, why is it that I can't, you know, I can't have equal access to certain things that I see that are happening? Why can I have equal access to housing, equal access to the water fountain, equal access to economic opportunities, equal access to jobs, equal access you know, why is it? So everything was separate. And so um, Black History Week was first. And that was an opportunity for people, once again, to to highlight, uplift, and edify the accomplishment of the Black experience um, and the achievements of Black people. And so what my challenge is now is that when I'm watching online and I'm looking at the young people, they're not really um, putting Black history in context. And they're not really edifying the core purpose of Black History Month, um, to really focus on a lot of the achievements that Black people had and really understanding why it was powerful and why it was needed to to have a month, even though we should be celebrating Black history all year, the month was the focus for the world to really stop, America to really stop and pay homage to. You know, I just saw a Black History Fact... Um, that I'll read, actually, which is something I know a lot of people don't know all over the world. Right. So there's so many things that we take for granted as it relates to the achievements of black people. And here's one of them. I know I didn't know this. I'm not sure if you knew it. So for all the women out there, (laughs) sanitary pads, sanitary pads were developed by a black woman named Mary Batrice Davison, of Monroe, North Carolina. The first company that showed interest rejected the sanitary pad because of racial discrimination. It was later accepted in 1956. 30 years later, Mary received five patents for her design. So any women, of course, men who've dealt with women you've seen with a sanitary pad looks like. Um, that was actually invented by a black woman in the United States. Right. So there's so many things globally. That were invented by black people in America. But again, because of racism and because of um, lack of access to to fair treatment, racial discrimination, um, Jim Crow, um, you know, uh, redlining, all these things kept um, the truth and the greatness of African-Americans definitely suppressed. I think now we have in the United States um, a mixture of a lot of different type of black people. And so at one point, you know, there were a lot of black or african Americans. So that these are people who were descendants of, of slavery um, in America and therefore were suffering all of these different whole, these experiences in the United States. However, um, now we have a fusion of folks who have come in, who have migrated to the United States or immigrated into the United States. And so you have um, African-Caribbean experiences, you have African um, experiences, people from all over the world who, who are black have come to America. And so now it's this melting pot of black folks. But I think it's really important that the focus of African, the, the focus of Black History Month stays focused because without those achievements, without people who who paved the way, who've put their blood, sweat and tears the benefits that everybody has white, black or or anyone um, would not be the case because of um, um, African-Americans or the foundational Black Americans, they say, or ADOS or whatever you want to call the people descended to slavery, um, paved the way for those who are there relishing in the benefits of Amer- the American reality, quote unquote, the American reality, um, were paid, the- were, were, were uh, afforded because of the sacrifice and the blood, sweat, and tears of African-Americans or foundational Black Americans. And so when I was talking to my dad, you know, and he was telling me about his experience. Um, you know, and he, he loves history. I love talking to him sometimes around history. You know, his experience of seeing or fighting with Cecil B. Moore. For those of you who don't know about Cecil B. Moore, you should look up Cecil B. Moore. Cecil B. Moore was a freedom fighter in uh, Philadelphia and um, had a lot of powerful, powerful achievements in the Philadelphia area that was affected uh, globally. So I'll let you look up Cecil B. Moore. My father and his and his friends in Philadelphia fought physically, you know, emotionally, uh, spiritually to actually have better access to things in, in the Philadelphia area, the Freedom Fighters, um, which my friend, my dad's a a friend of this organization who really was on the front line pushing for um, uh, equal opportunities in the, in the Philadelphia area. For those who don't, do not know, I'm from Philadelphia. And I talk about my Philadelphia experience in my one-woman theater show, Phenomenal Everywhere. Um, and so, you know, like I have a firsthand account of what the world was like when he, my father was living in the South and seeing literally the whites only water fountain and literally the colored water fountain. So it's white people get to have this and then there's everybody else. I mean, can you imagine how psychologically damaging that is to see that, you know, on a daily basis, we get the best and you get the worst. And that was like modeled time and time and time and time again. Um, so, you know, to in my dad's lifetime, you know, see him or hear about him growing up and in, in those ways and then to have things change where those no longer are. This is no longer a reality, um, but to know that there are psychological effects, damning effects, that uh, my ancestors, my father, my family has gone through, through segregation and through the um, challenges of America and the racism of America. You know, it really is very deep and fascinating to know that these things just happen within the course of my, my lineage, you know what I mean? Um, the Again, the white's entrance to the movie theater, you know what I mean? And the black folks having to sit up on the balcony and the white folks being able to sit down downstairs. Like this whole visual representation of I'm better and you're not. You know what I mean? And then the acceptance of that. But then the people who fought against that. And so when you hear black facts being circulated around the Internet, um, when you hear about people who have fought and died for the freedoms that we have today, um, when you hear Nicki Minaj, is another big thing in the media about Nicki Minaj using a line in her new rap about Rosa Parks. Now, for those of who, those of you who do not do not know who Rosa Parks is, she was an amazing, uh, powerful figure. What I hear, she was groomed to be this uh, so, uh, civil activist figure who uh, basically refused to get to the back of the bus. Here we go again with the concept of um, um, black people getting on a public bus and having to go to the back automatically because they were black. Period. So um, one day and if there were uh, if there was a crowded bus, then what you'll find is that um, everybody had to get up if you were black and to get up to give your seat to a white person. And if you didn't get up, then you'd be arrested. So one day uh, Rosa Parks got on the bus and I think there's just again, strategic um, civil activism So people I, What I understand Is that she was Actually groomed And trained to do this It wasn't a random experience She basically was groomed To train to do this There were several people Who were groomed And trained to do this um, All across the south To start the The ignition of Or the The igniting of The civil rights movement um, So she went on the bus And she A white, a white person Was actually Standing over her To um, Automatically Get the seat And she basically Said no And so that became one of the things that actually um, sparked the Montgomery Bus boycott, um, where... Again, there's there public transportation where everybody was kind of enjoying, quote unquote, um, the public transportation to go to and for work. And then that those, um, at that moment, um, all Blacks in that area stopped getting on the public transit and they walked to work. And the whole point was, we need to integrate this. So you're talking about a lot of history, rich history of people forcing their way just to have equal access to common things like riding the bus, equal access to common things like water fountain drinking, or equal access to common things like entering the movie theater in the front as opposed to going to the back. So I can go on and 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 on about Black history and why it's relevant. And again, I do think that Black history should be celebrated all year. I'm the kind of person that, you know, definitely think that young children need to understand and know their history and know where they came from and know the lineage and know what part um, they play in moving forward and what part they play in the future, I think it's very, very important. But what I will say is that I hope that you turn your ears and eyes open for Black Facts that will be shared um, in a way that um, enriches and, and understand how Black people from the beginning of time have uh, have changed the world, <laughs> have been powerful sources of the world. And um, I will be up on the podcast sharing more Black Facts just to get folks uh in a, a mode of understanding and appreciation, and elevation, and um, all that good stuff, when it comes to the the sacrifices of African American people um, um, in the United States, and I think that it's great that people all over the all over the world have taken on um, Black history as a way to also share their Black contribution to their countries, because again, those histories are strategically oftentimes wiped out. Ign- Ignored and un, wiped out, ignored and unrecognized, and so um, it's important that we recognize ourselves to understand the value and worth that we have on the planet, um, um, and 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 that we are. Uh, Uh, celebrated for those experiences and celebrated for those contributions as well so if you like this podcast please uh share it with your your friends if you've learned something that's great um i think that it's an amazing thing and i would love for you to partake in my my black history experience i am the writer and performer of phenomenal everywhere my one woman theater show and it is about the world through a black woman's eyes um, I am the first to do it. I am the first to write an artistic piece that really brings in um, the global experience um, from a black woman's perspective, an American black woman's perspective, and put it on stage. Um, I'm the first to do it. So I am part of black history as well. And um, I'd like for you to please, I invite you to download a copy of the, the audiobook of Phenomenal Everywhere. Um, this is at cdbaby.com or you can go to www.peverywhere.com and click on audiobook. And if you would love to support the project, I would love for you to, um, you can do so via cash app at Phenom Everywhere. Again, that's Phenom Everywhere. Again, I want to hear your feedback. Let me know what you think. I'm on Facebook at Phenomenal Everywhere in our Facebook group. And we're also on Face. Um, we're also on, Facebook. Um, What do you call it? Instagram at Phenomenal Underscore Everywhere. This has been Lacey C. Clark with the Phenomenal Everywhere podcast. Always remember to travel in and travel out. Peace and love.